My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO at 321BizDev LLC, a consulting firm based in Sacramento County, California. Our website is 321BizDev.com. 321BizDev is not a marketing company. 321BizDev is a sales systems and business development company supporting attorneys, CPAs, corporate dental franchisers, independent dentists, home health providers, home builders, medical groups, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, real estate brokers, restaurants, tattoo shops, boutique shops, hairstylists, HVAC companies, and plumbers. With eight years experience working as a Fortune 500 company sales manager in Los Angeles, I'm also a military veteran and a former San Francisco club DJ. I started 321BizDev LLC in 2014 to help small business owners with front-end sales activities training not available to 99% of small business owners. 321BizDev provides expert sales productivity and sales performance solutions for growth that work. Every solution we discuss on this podcast, 321BizDev can perform. I can be reached at 726-999-0999. Today's podcast title is Perfecting Selling is Not That Much Different from Building a Loyal Political Support Base. Hello, listeners. Today is June 8th. It's 6 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast. And I was recently contacted by several people running for political office, I would say over the last couple of months. And how did they find me? One of my business development clients in South Florida referred me to a local candidate with whom I interviewed on a podcast episode right before the 2020 election. Over the last three years, I have connected and gotten to know about eight political candidates in various states. All of them are great people and would serve their constituents very well. So about 90 days ago, I reconnected with a person running for Congress in 2022, and he did surprisingly well in a previous run for a a local Florida office. The person did not win, but received a respectable number of votes, approximately 300,000 against an incumbent opponent deeply entrenched in local politics. So the question to ask is, how did this candidate receive 300,000 votes, hardly spending any campaign money and having very little name recognition? That is the question. Answer, he sold himself similar to how a traditional salesperson has to in order to add new clients. This person, this political candidate, has the moral foundation for most people to like him. So I said to myself, successful selling has so many similarities to how the best honest people win elections. So I looked at the actions that I perform in my consulting practice and I compared these actions to those actions that good politicians should take to win. And I decided to write this blog article and produce a podcast episode with the episode title I just read. Perfecting selling is not that much different from building a loyal political support base. 
for the first time, readers and listeners who may be unfamiliar with 321BizDev LLC, I will simplify what we believe in and what we do. 321BizDev believes successful selling requires a system. So you see, listeners, a system rarely changes. In contrast, people who fail in selling do not use a system. And I will tell you, uh, looking back at different candidates over the last four to 12 years, I would say candidates who do not have a system are most likely to fail in their political races. 321BizDev believes in the sales pipeline approach where potential clients move through these phases so salespersons and prospects can mutually make buy or not buy decisions. So that's very important. And the same holds true for a political candidate. The political candidate must have a system where the potential voter can match what that voter believes to what that candidate is talking about. And that political candidate must have this system and you know put put together in a way so that it's it's always checked and it's always verified and that political candidate can always get some feedback so when you examine how politicians get votes the best politicians use a system of good messaging the loser politicians have no system of messaging such that the constituents benefit from the potential candidacy or that person winning office. Like the best salespeople earn their clients' business, the best politicians earn their votes by keeping the process simple so everyone can understand the intended message. So have you ever seen a political candidate that's all over the map claiming he or she can solve all problems with rhetoric and hyperbole? The definition of rhetoric is uh, in writing or speech, the undue use of exaggeration or display. And that just means that um, politician is just going way over the top, exaggerating issues, exaggerating topics where the, the, the listeners uh, or the readers, they know that it's not true, but the politician continues to do it. The other word is hyperbole. And that is defined as a boldly overstated or exaggerated claim or statement that adds emphasis without the intention of being literally true. In other words, and hyperbole is a flat out lie. Potential voters see right through the rhetoric and hyperbole of many political candidates, just like potential clients do not buy because they perceive salespeople are selling snake oil or swampland in Arizona or selling igloos to Eskimos. One governor I really like is Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, which is my home state, my birth state. I guess he was getting tired of the COVID-19 positive tests, rhetoric, and hyperbole. Governor DeSantis used the following phrase that serves as a perfect example of exposing issues that may appear truthful for about a minute or less, then it is revealed that what was said is a bold-faced untruth or a lie. Governor DeSantis said during an interview, don't pee down my leg and tell me it's raining. 
as he began to expose the faulty positive test case rhetoric and hyperbole. Governor DeSantis meant that the truth that he discovered about the COVID-19 positive test cases rose above fabrications by politicians and public health officials looking to continue economic damage to Florida residents and political damage to Governor DeSantis. I've outlined five areas where politicians can stay on message to best serve their constituents. First, let's lay a foundation of what voters who desire life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness would want. Here's a disclaimer. The opposite of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are pain, misery, and destruction. So I'm assuming most people, regardless of political affiliation, want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The challenge for some politicians is the rhetoric and hyperbole coming out of their mouths sound good, but when you pull back the onion skin, what's being spoken turns out to be pain, misery, and destruction. If I were running for political office, I would structure my messaging on five items, which are number one, support for small business owners. Number two, support parents, grandparents with children and grandchildren. Number three, support for the local community because a rising tide raises all ships. Number four, support for the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law. And number five, support election integrity. I believe anything and everything that is good for the United States of America is contained in the items I just mentioned. As a candidate, I would never deviate from this list, no matter what media questions I get. Just like in sales, where salespeople want their clients to feel good about the purchase before, during, and after the sale, people running for office must believe that their political platforms will leave their voters in a better position after the vote than they were before the vote. So now I want to spend maybe a minute on each of the five items I mentioned um, that I would talk about if I were running for political office. And again, I'm just spending one minute on each item because I do not want to give away the big prize. I would love to help political candidates structure these five points to put them in a better position to win. So let's talk about the first one, support for small business owners. If the small business owners are not successful in any city or town in America, then there would be complete havoc. You've already seen uh, what happens when small business owners can't stay open. You only need to look back to 2020 and part of 2021 to see what the COVID-19 uh, disaster uh, and the pain that was inflicted on small business owners. Small business owners represent like 85% of the commerce in the United States. So small business owners must always be supported. Let's go to the second item, support parents and grandparents with, with children and grandchildren. This is another heavy hitter. I can't imagine any parent or grandparent, and I am a grandparent, and I have three sons. I can't imagine any parent or grandparent 
who would vote for any um, any type of policy that would harm their children and grandchildren. And there are so many topics that I could discuss within this uh, parent, grandparent, and children and, and grandchildren uh, uh, section right now. There's so many items I could discuss, but I would just say no politician should ever uh, support things that would harm the children and grandchildren. Let's move on to the third item, support for the local community because a rising tide raises all ships. This has a lot to do with the, with the environment and the local communities. Again, the small business owners uh, play a large role in that. Um, the, the main point, if I, were, if I were running for office, what I would tell uh, the you know, potential voters is that everybody deserves an opportunity. But unfortunately, not all opportunities have equal outcomes. And I believe that's what is missing in a lot of the statements. A lot of candidates sometimes do not want to go to the inner city. And I grew up in the inner city and, you know, my family, you know, and people that I care about uh, grew up in the inner city. But one thing that we remember as people, as minorities, we grew up in the inner cities, but there were opportunities. And, 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 and lots of times there is always an opportunity for people in the community in the inner city, but those opportunities don't always turn out to be successful um, as, as, a, as a great outcome, but the opportunity is there. So somebody in the, in the, in the, in the inner city, in the, in the minority community may try something, it may not work. But there are other opportunities for people to uh, attempt that may work. I mean, not every high school graduate goes on to be a Bill Gates, someone who never went to college, or Steve Jobs, uh, or the late Steve Jobs who, who started Apple. You know, there are other opportunities that people can take advantage of. Not everyone can be a movie star. Not, not everyone can be a recording artist. But the point is, the politician running for office must talk about people making an attempt to try. See, everything is about effort. There is a radio host on the West Coast. His name is Larry Elder. His famous or his statement that he uses a lot is effort always wins. And that's the point. So the politician running for office should always talk about effort. Because without effort, you don't you don't even leave the starting blocks in the race without effort. Effort always wins. And that's what the politician uh, should talk about. Now, I spent a lot of time on number three that I just mentioned support for the local community because a rising tide raises all ships because that is near and dear to me. You know, I had opportunities that allowed me to uh, escape um, I, mean, I mean, literally escape an environment that was harmful if I would have stayed. So that's near and dear to my, to my heart. And candidates should not fear going into the communities where minorities live because they need to hear a good message to give them hope. And I'm not talking about that, this, this type of hope that you can't even touch or feel. I'm talking about real hope where people can sink their teeth into to help uh, pull them out of, of poverty and despair. So the fourth item is support for the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law. 
if I were a politician, I would really talk about I would really talk about the U.S. Constitution and its great history, uh, not just in the United States, but there have been many countries around the world that have replicated as close as they could the U.S. Constitution for their country's uh, laws and, and policies. The rule of law is about safety. It's about going to sleep at night, whether you live in an upscale community or you live in a middle class community or if you live in a community of poverty. It's about putting your, your head down on your pillow and saying, I want to get a good night's sleep without having mayhem you know, happen you know, in my house or in my community. So the rule of law is important. Without the rule of law, we have no society because then you will have people do whatever they want to whomever they want. And finally, support for election integrity. This is a big one, folks. I mean, we just saw what happened in, in 2020. People who vote should have their, their vote counted. And people who did not vote should not have their vote counted, period. That's just the way it should be. You know, every person's vote must be the same as the next person's. So uh, election integrity and anything that can be done to elevate election integrity should be that political candidate's uh, focus. Anyway, I just want to thank you for listening to the show today. Now, this show will be uploaded to about two different platforms, and it's not the typical podcast episode that I would do for business, but in a lot of ways, selling is not that far from, you know, a great candidate trying to win because a salesperson using a great system and, you know, working with the person who's looking to buy a product or service must put his or her best foot forward to make sure that that contact, that consumer, that potential client turns out to be a satisfied buyer. Like I said earlier, the political candidate who's looking to win must match what a good salesperson does in terms of moving their product or service to a customer. And that salesperson must be focused on delivering a great sales experience to that person who began as a contact and ended as a client. So again, that politician must be focused on delivering a great experience to people uh, he or she is asking for their votes. And that great experience must be when that person goes into the polls to vote, that voter will say, you know, Joe said this, one points, one, two, three, four, and five. And I believe in those points. Therefore, I am voting for Joe. If this podcast episode provoked some deep thought about improving your sales performance, please do not hesitate to contact me, Rick Napier, at 726-999-0999. Interested parties can also visit 321bizdev.com slash services to complete a five-minute questionnaire so 321BizDev can learn more about your current sales situation or learn about your current or past experiences with trying to improve sales performance. Please complete the questionnaire and a 321BizDev specialist will contact you within two business days. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. 
make it a great day.